Hello and welcome to Mixnerd News. This is where you come to listen to breaking news when it comes to the nerd world. That means we have breaking video game news, movie news, and TV news. If you want to hear about the latest games, the latest movies, and everything else, stick around. Because here's your host Nick from a tiny studio in San Diego. It is January 10th, ladies, gentlemen, germs, and every, I don't, I don't know, um, <laughs> that, that was a lost train of thought there, if there wasn't one before. How are you guys doing? You guys doing good? It is, like I said, it's January 10th, episode 296, coming at you, folks. Got a lot of news, surprisingly, over the last week. Um, CES is this week, and surprisingly not as much gaming news as, as there normally is at, at CES. I'm, I'm kind of surprised at, not gonna lie. Um, and, but the Golden Globes were this weekend, so we're definitely gonna talk about that. There were some other big news happening in the world of Star Wars, we're gonna talk about that. Xbox announced its first Developer Direct of 2024. Almost a year since their last one when they shadow dropped Hi-Fi Rush. And surprisingly, there's going to be some good games have been confirmed already for this developer direct. Those are some of the bigger stories this week. Because last week was my birthday and we've been doing my top 10 favorite movies of the 90s. We are going to do my top 10 favorite movies from 1991, the year of my birth. So, that is a thing. Anyway, we're doing that. whole lot of other fun stuff today. Don't forget, go to nicksternews.com if you guys want to listen to the show in your browser. Or, if you want to find places to subscribe. We're on YouTube now. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on uh, Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. All the fun places. Amazon Music as well. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. On Instagram, Threads, Twitter, YouTube. <laughs> Uh, Facebook. We're on. We're on all those fun little, little gadgets. So please, 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 make sure to follow us in all those places. That way, you guys can keep up with the show all the time. Anyway, uh, let's not waste any more extra time and get right to the news. <laughs> All right, 
let's uh, let's get to the gaming news, shall we? So, so, guess what? You can now buy an Xbox Series S toaster at Walmart to go with your Xbox Series X mini fridge that you may have uh, purchased in the past. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a thing. <laughs> Uh, like I said, it is available now at Walmart. It costs $40, and uh, it looks exactly like a Series S, but standing up on its side, two slices of toast. You can put bagels, digital countdown timer, um, and it will put the Xbox logo on your toast. If we haven't seen it all, I, sw- I swear... Uh, so PlayStation released a sizzle reel last week, kind of showing off games that were coming in the near future or of this year, realistically. And from what it looks like, two major games were hinted at for release in 2024. The first of which being the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake or Metal Gear Solid 3 Delta or whatever the hell they're calling it. As well as the Silent Hill 2 remake uh, both games were shown in the trailer and expected to drop sometime this year cd project red is hailing cyberpunk 2077 the phantom liberty expansion or what they're just calling the game now uh, a critical success as they have seen 5 million plus active users sales things like that uh, it's a a Long, long road from where it came from at launch when people kind of hated it. I thought it was great. I loved it back then. But it is now being hailed as a success by CD Projekt Red and everyone else. Uh, it's, it's good to, to see some wins from that. City of Heroes, the long-running like MMO from NCSoft, which used to be... Um, which I think Sony used to make this. I remember I remember when this game came out. I kind of wanted it. Uh, it's a MMO where you get to play as like superheroes or supervillains. And it is making a return to uh, be playable due to a fan server that has been kept running by them. Has been given an official license by the publishers and Seasoft. Uh, revealed in a forum post by NCSoft. The fan server, which is called Homecoming, that uh, it will be given an official license. The game was officially shut down in November of 2012, uh, but because fans kept it going and Seasoft has agreed to give it a license. The game came out in 2004. (laughs) And Star Citizen... And is in the news once again, as it always is, is now offering a ship bundle that costs 48,000, yes, 48,000 real dollars. And it's only available to you if you have already spent $10,000 in the game. $48,000. The game technically hasn't even been out yet. Hasn't had an official release. Um, 
via its item page on the website for the game, it says, quote, ahead of all others, this definitive armada is an equal match to the noble title of Legatus Navium, comprised of over 175 vessels from every manufacturer of note. This perfect collection, including all ships released and concepted through 2953, empowers every fleet commander to forge a lasting legacy, leading humanity towards a brighter future, unquote. So, that essentially comes with every ship in the game, is what it looks like. And, again, you have to spend at least $10,000 real-world money on other in-game items to be able to achieve the ability to buy this DLC package. What the actual fuck? On to happier news. Uh, the, the, the people in charge at Larian have already stated that they think they have an idea for their next game and may already have the first act of it planned out. So if they can make a follow-up as good as Baldur's Gate 3... They'll be set for quite a while. Uh, rumors have been swirling that Microsoft is planning to release Hi-Fi Rush on Nintendo. I, again, all unconfirmed, all swirling about. Literally happened before the announcement of the Developer Direct. So, I, I think it's Fugazi at this point. I mean, maybe they announced it at the at the Developer Direct, but realistically, I, I don't find any basis in those it's all rumor and hearsay people have been saying that for years at this point i i just i don't i don't see it happening i i don't know uh ces is this week uh consumer electronics show a lot of new consumer tech is shown off prototypes are shown off not necessarily actual physical things that will ever be always released um but some companies of course show actual product one of those being nvidia they announced three new graphics cards as well as like a new AI um, tool for creating characters, things like that. Uh, but of course, their new three new graphics cards were the star of their presentation. The new 4080 Super, the RTX 4080 Super, the Ford RTX 4070 Ti Super, and the 4070 Super, uh, all of which will be, the 4080 will be priced a little cheaper than its current counterpart uh the 4070 and 4070 ti will be priced at their current respective prices um these are just mid-cycle upgrades refreshes essentially and not to be outdone amd announced their 7600 xt gpus uh, that are expected to be ready for 1440 output which uh, i don't think i think i think it's 2160 is technically what eight uh 4k is but 1440 is in between uh the pokemon tv app has been quietly pulled from app stores across all devices uh sounds like or at least looks like they're going to be sunsetting that app if you didn't know what the pokemon tv app was it's essentially an app where you could watch old episodes of pokemon uh movies things like that so it will be sunset eventually by the end of march uh, it was a free app. It was a free streaming service, essentially. Um, so it's been removed from the Nintendo eShop, Google Play, App Store, if you've had it. Um, service will end officially on March 28th of this year. 
as of Monday, it was no longer available on app stores. Monday day? Yeah, Monday was the 8th. And um, you can still continue to use it until the end of March, of course. Uh, it first came out in 2013, so it was around for about 10 years. But most of them, um, most of this stuff is now on different streaming services. You won't be able to watch a lot of that stuff for free anymore on the app. So, a lot of people are upset, but I mean, eventually this was going to happen. Let's let's not kid ourselves. Well, uh, massive layoffs in the gaming industry seem to have continued into 2024. Uh, Unity has announced, among uh, after its new company reset after everything that happened late last year with its Unity engine, has announced that it will be laying off 25% of its current workforce. Now, what's a little shocking here is is that, you know, again, Unity is one of the largest uh, engine makers, uh, game engine makers in the industry. So they announced the layoffs in a regulatory filing, an internal company memo on Monday. This was all according to Reuters. So uh, this is about 1,800 people are being let go. This is in. Uh, this is all with what what happened last year, with them, kind of being retaliated against because they decided to change how they operated their their structure. Now, we'll see how it affects Unity overall moving forward. Um, Hogwarts Legacy looks like was one of the most the best selling game last year. Surprise! It's one of the first non-Call of Duty or sports games to be one of the best-selling games in a year, selling 22 million copies total last year. Uh, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment President David Haddad confirmed the numbers, speaking with Variety. Um, There are, wow, 2 million copies were sold in December alone. Uh, Haddad called it, quote, the best-selling game of the year in the entire industry worldwide. Uh, that's a position that typically is held by one of these incumbent sequel games, and we're so proud that we've been able to break into the top ranks, unquote. So, Circana uh, analyst Matt Piscatella had already told IGN that more than likely it was certainly possible to be the best-selling game of the year. Unfortunately, we don't know Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3's final numbers, so we can't say for certain uh, what will be number one, but it's, it will probably be very close. Uh, Warner Brothers did also let us let the world know that Hogwarts Legacy had conjured up 707 million hours played um, across all platforms with def- repeated playthroughs and things like that. Uh, 819 million potions were poured. 1.3 billion plants were plucked. 593 million beasts were saved. Uh, and just under 5 billion evil wizards were defeated. So, that's crazy, man. And then we'll see what happens with that Quidditch game. Um, At Sony's CES presentation, they announced some things, but we did learn about some of the adaptations of their work. Uh, We did learn that uh, we saw footage of their Gravity Rush movie. Uh, We also learned that... There was going to be 
what was this? Uh, uh, the God of War and Netflix Horizon Zero Dawn shows uh, have been announced that writing is currently underway on both projects. Um, God of War will have be on Prime Video. Netflix will do Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, but nothing was announced beyond that other than progress, uh, that those progress reports. So I guess they announced some other things. But the biggest takeaway from that, though, is the God of War show and the Horizon Zero Dawn show. Um, Hyperkin is also at CES and announced two new projects. Uh, one of them is their the Mega 95 handheld, which looks essentially like a Sega Genesis controller with a screen in the middle. Uh, it will play Sega Genesis and Mega Drive cartridges. Um, it will have a 5-inch display, toggle between 4.3 and 16.9 aspect ratios. And uh, let me see. The Superboy portable NES Oh, I forgot they made that. They have a portable Super Nintendo. It's like a handheld Super Nintendo. Um, no price was announced or release date, um, but will probably release sometime this year. Hyperkin also announced, uh, in a follow-up to them remaking the classic Duke controller for the original Xbox, they announced the Duchess controller, uh, which will be a modern take on the uh, the the Xbox controller S, which was the smaller ergonomic controller that kind of uh, was the beginning of the design language for all subsequent Xbox controllers. Um, it was a smaller form factor. Uh, this Duchess re-release will, of course, feature the classic black and white buttons, uh, the classic layout, but it will also feature newer buttons more akin to modern Xbox controllers, including the uh, what are those called? Are they called the menu the menu button? I don't even remember what they're called. <laughs> um, it will have uh, Hall Effect joysticks. Uh, use magnets and electrical conductors instead of electrical resistance. Um, they did say the design isn't final yet, but like I said, it will feature newer buttons that are more familiar to modern controllers. So... I forget what those, they used to be start and menu or start select. Now I think it's menu and share and things like that. So those will all be on the Duchess, as it's being called. Uh, and like I said earlier, uh, we did learn that a Xbox Developer Direct was announced for January 18th, next Thursday. Um, let me see. I want to. It's so. It's about all games being released in 2024, and it will uh, feature uh, stuff from Obsidian for Avowed, Oxide Studios, Ninja Theory for Senua's Saga 2, and confirmed is Machine Games. Indiana Jones game will be talked about. Um, so that looks like that game is coming out this year um oh aura history untold that's the game from uh from oxide i think let me see but i'm very very happy to see that we are getting 
Um, we are getting information on Machine Games as Indiana Jones. So, what is Oxide Games? I've never heard of Oxide Games. Do they own Oxide Games? Now I'm really confused. Um, Aura History Untold. Let's uh, let's look this up. Turn-based grand strategy game published by Xbox Game Studios. Oh, they're publishing it. So, let me see. Oxide Games. They are a private developer and uh, made formed by former Firaxis employees. Okay, I still don't know anything. They've literally only made one game, Ashes of the Singularity. I don't even know what this game is. I've never heard of it. Um, I'm trying to remember if I've know anything about Aura History Untold because I kind of don't remember them talking about this. Um, supposed to come out last year. I really don't. Oh, okay. Now I remember this game. They announced it at uh, at Gamescom. It's like a civilization, but but not. Okay. Now I remember. I literally talked about this game. Now that I see more pictures, I uh, I get it. Okay. Um, so it won't they did confirm it won't have anything on games from Activision Blizzard but they did say we'll learn more about that from later this year um UK fans there will also be a Zenimax online studios presentation for the Elder Scrolls later in uh immediately following the uh developer direct so let's see at 12 p.m. Pacific 3 p.m. Eastern 8 p.m. UK January 18th We'll learn about the Indiana Jones game from Machine Games, Avowed from Obsidian, Aura History Untold from Oxide, and Senua Saga Hellblade 2 from Ninja Theory. So, who knows? If anything, like last year, we might get a shadow drop like we did with Hi-Fi Rush. Um, let's see. Moving on, moving on. Hey, guess what? Toxic fans. Let's, uh, let's get rid of them, please. Because like how about this um the actress who plays mary jane watson in marvel spider-man 2 is calling out fans that have crossed boundaries on instagram she said uh one fan in particular has left her voicemail saying quote wanting to speak with me and requesting i call back um unacceptable and considered stalking and uh, she's no longer actively acting or modeling after a career change to work in skincare and called on fans to respect that. She said, quote, my skincare page is not for Spider-Man or MJ fans. I kindly ask for boundaries not to be crossed. Messages will not be answered. I will block you if you make me feel uncomfortable and you can unfollow me if this disappoints you, unquote. Yeah, people like don't be weird, man. If you're going to follow someone, just follow them. Don't comment weird stuff on their pages look i'm i'm not gonna sit here and act innocent like i haven't done commented things on people's instagram posts but i don't i don't like go and do it on on if they have multiple pages i'm not gonna go let me clarify i don't cross boundaries all right let let's 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 start there 
All right. If I do something and someone doesn't like it, I will rescind it and apologize and move on my merry way. I don't push or press issues beyond that because that's grounds for, again, getting in trouble with everything and everyone. So, like, be nice to the woman, for God's sakes. Is it that hard, people? Really? Um, and I hope that's not the reason for the next story that, uh, you know, Masahiro Sakurai, the man behind Super Smash Brothers, who started a YouTube channel, what, a year and a half ago, is quitting YouTube already. Um, he, uh, he released a New Year's message saying, quote, it's a bit late to be saying this, but Happy New Year. I'm planning to ra- wrap up Masahiro Sakurai on creating games sometime this year. Until then, I hope you all stay tuned. Um, it's kind of been his dev diary, but we'll see. Like, It looks like he won't be doing stuff on YouTube anymore, but he does still plan to make games. Um, earlier I mentioned that, that NVIDIA had announced several different things at CES. One of those being a new AI-generated video character tool. Well, we've now learned that Ubisoft and MiHoYo, developers between Genshin Impact, uh, are among the first few studios to sign up for what NVIDIA is calling their Avatar Cloud Engine. It's a new AI-driven tech platform. Um, It's meant to help create more lifelike video game characters. So, whoa. They have a couple new things. But Ubisoft and... uh, MiHoYo will be using that tool, so we'll see how it affects their games moving forward. Uh, Steam and Valve have announced new updates to how they will handle AI content on Steam. Um, In a new rule and community blog, they said uh, they will be updating platforms content surgery with a new, quote, AI disclosure section, unquote. So... They're going to be asking developers to put in how they used AI, if any. We'll see, though, um, what will happen and and, uh, how that will affect everything. You can read that whole post on Steam. Uh, The video game voice actors, who were very close to striking and might still be, uh, have expressed issues with a new deal that SAG-AFTRA has signed with an AI studio, of all things. Um, SAG-AFTRA has announced a deal with AI technology company Replica Studios, who's known for creating uh, voices for actors. Um, Via a statement from SAG-AFTRA, it says, quote, will enable Replica to engage SAG-AFTRA members under a fair ethical agreement to safely create and license a digital replica of their voice. Licensed voices can be used in video game development and other interactive media projects from pre-production to final release, unquote. So, it includes minimum terms and conditions and requirements for performer consent and ability to opt out of ongoing use of a digital voice double. So, essentially what this allows for is a voice actor or an actor can go into Replica, record lines uh, that go into a database for the AI, and then that AI can then use that database to create new phrases, sentences, things like that, um, of that actor's voice, essentially, for different projects. Uh, while the deal 
likes it. Um, <laughs> members, not so much. So this is kind of exactly what they were striking about. Several voice actors expressed their disappointment. Um, I, I don't... Uh, a lot of them saying like, hey, I'm the type of person that is a member for this and I wasn't aware of what was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a slippery slope that I didn't think sag After would do. But then again, it just goes to show you that they don't always care about video game or video game actors. So other voice actors, though, have said that um, it fits the mission of SAG-AFTRA, that they didn't want to outright ban it, but make sure there were protections in place for actors. Uh, SAG-AFTRA did provide a statement through Duncan Crabtree Ireland, their national executive director and chief negotiator, saying, quote, Our AI deal with Replica Studios is an important step in ensuring the ethical application of these technologies in a way that ensures the use of members' voices occurs only with informed consent and fair compensation. This is a deal that covers one company with regard to the development of video games. This deal does not impact our IMA negotiations. Rather, it sets a model for our industry, building on the terms approved by 80% of our members just a month ago. And we hope to see more companies adopting agreements like this one, unquote. So... I, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. And more layoffs. Twitch has announced it will be laying off 35% of its workforce. Um, this is a smaller number, though, luckily. It's not in the thousands. It's only about 500. But I'm not trying to justify it. That's still a lot of people being laid off. That's still a growing number in the game industry of people who have been laid off. Uh, Dan Clancy in a blog post for Twitch said, quote, We still have work to do to right-size our company. Uh, this will be a very hard day. Our service exists to empower communities to create together. And every single one of you has played a vital role in fostering our community and furthering that mission. Um, but it, it's... Uh, it's interesting to see that this is happening. Um, they already lo laid off, geez, 400 people last year. So it is about 1,000 people overall. That's crazy. That's like a more than half of their workforce laid off. That's crazy. I, and they paid a billion dollars out to streamers last year. So they're making money, just not paying employees. Uh, Marvel Snap, which was in danger of being shut down not even a year into its lifespan, uh, will continue as Second Dinner, its developer, has secured $100 million in investment fund funding. Um, so ByteDance had kind of owned them. Uh, ByteDance, of course, the, the, the people behind TikTok, kind of owned Second Dinner and had announced, uh, what was it, a month or two ago, that they were pulling out of gaming, like, completely. So, <laughs> um, and it was trying to sell off launch titles and, and things like that. So, including Newverse, its, its developer or brand. But it looks like Second Dinner has secured $100 million in Series B funding. 
led by Griffin Gaming Partners. Um, we'll continue to operate independently, and we'll be able to develop new games and keep Marvel Snap going. So, that's good to hear. Not everyone will get laid off in the industry. Uh, Microsoft has finally issued a uh, update to hopefully clear up the save bug that exists in Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, Larian has announced that this firmware update should be going out. Uh, they did identify the cause of the save bug. The update will go out sometime next week on or before January 16th. Um, that's where it will go out to, like, I guess, advanced users. For uh, if you want to update manually, it will then start to roll out globally as the days progress. Um, Larian said, quote, although we haven't been able to independently verify this fix, we're optimistic that Microsoft have gotten to the bottom of it, uh, unquote. So it looks like there might finally be a fix for it. Uh, fans are in an uproar over the Final Fantasy and Apex Legends crossover event. Um, which launched yesterday, and it's uh, the first crossover event for Apex Legends. But uh, where people's issues are the microtransactions. If you didn't know, Apex is a free-to-play Battle Royale game, uh, and this collaboration with, with uh, Square Enix has introduced microtransactions that come to a sum total of 200 and $90, or $290, yeah, for everything, so that's crazy, so normal event pack costs in Apex are 700 Apex coins, or $7 in, in, real, in real money, uh, for the event, event packs cost $1,000 each, or about $10, um, and it's been the most expensive event for them. And it looks like one skin costs as much as $290. Wow. The prices aren't straightforward either. That's a little excessive here. That's wild, man. That's just, I blame Square. <laughs> uh, development on Minecraft Legends has ended less than a year after it launched. Uh, Minecraft Legends was the new... What kind of style of game was that? Um, Mo Yang and has announced that Minecraft Legends, which was an action strategy spinoff that launched last April. Um, oh, it was like a real-time strategy game. That's what it was. Senior creative writer at Mo Yang said, quote, now going to take a step back from development, unquote. No new content will be released. Um, but... Maybe people just weren't playing it. That's the only thing I can think of in that regard. Uh, Warzone is going to be getting some big changes coming up. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone is introducing a new feature um, that is called Covert Exfil. And it will allow you to escape the map entirely and will have its own leaderboard. Um, there's a whole Call of Duty blog about it. People are a little upset because it... it kind of changes the whole thing of the game. You can leave a match early with Covert Exfil, and you can only have five of them available to purchase per match. 
and you can buy them in buy stations before the gulag closes. If you call in a helicopter that can fly any player out of the match, um, you'll want to make sure the weapon case is in your possession. Wow. You can also compete to earn the most successful covert exfils with its new leaderboard. Is it still... Some people are calling it a... Um, an extraction shooter now, not necessarily a battle royale, but and comparing it more to Escape from Tarkov. We'll see though. We'll see if fans like it and, and how it goes. Um, one more little nugget from CES: uh, Ioneo, who makes handheld gaming PCs, have announced the next light. Uh, it is a portable PC, but it will be the first non-Steam Deck to feature Steam OS. Yes, you heard me correctly. Ioneo's new Next Light device will feature um, Steam OS. So if you don't want a Steam Deck, you can buy this. It will retail for a price less than a Steam Deck. I, I don't know. Uh, the Dice Awards have been announced. Um... Dice is the uh, the Dice Awards are held by the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences, and uh, they announced their nominees for their games today. Um, and the outstanding achievement in animation for games includes Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction, Alan Wake 2, Hogwarts Legacy, Marvel, Spider-Man 2, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Starfield. Outstanding Achievements in Character, Alan Wake 2, Saga Anderson, Baldur's Gate 3, Asterion, Baldur's Gate 3, Carlac, Marvel, Spider-Man 2, Miles Morales, Thirsty Suitors, Jala. We got Outstanding Achievement in Original Music Composition, Alan Wake 2, Diablo 4, Marvel, Spider-Man 2, Planet of Lana, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, then audio design, I'm not going to do that. Outstanding Achievement in Story, Alan Wake 2, Baller's Gate 3, Dave the Diver, Thirsty Suitors, Venba. Uh, technical Achievement, Action Game of the Year, Armored Core 6, Fires of the Rubicon, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man 2, Remnant 2. Adventure Game of the Year, Alan Wake 2, Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Family Game of the Year, Disney Illusion Island, Fae Farm, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Midnight Girl, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Fighting Game of the Year, Grand Blue Fantasy vs. Rising, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, Street Fighter 6, Racing Game of the Year, F-099, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, Turbocharged, Lego 2K Drive, RPG of the Year, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Diablo 4, Final Fantasy 16, Starfield, uh, and it goes on from there. Uh, but Spider-Man leads the pack with nine total nominations. Uh, moving on, let's see what else we got here. Um, and then our final gaming story today, uh, we have learned that Valve has shut down uh, fan projects, both Team Fortress, Source 2, and Portal 64 um, that were issued as DMCA takedowns from Valve and it blocked the group's GitHub repositories. 
So that was Team Fortress Source 2. And it was trying to move Team Fortress over the Source 2 engine. Uh, and Portal 64 was also shut down. Um, what is Portal 64? Wow, it just uh, it just released its first part of the game. Oh, I think they did something... Had to do with something with Portal. That was shut down because of Nintendo. Oh, they were going to put Portal on Nintendo 64. That's crazy. And, uh... Wow. Yep, nope, done. Bye. Sorry. Anyway... Let's head on up to five, see what's going on in Hollywood, shall we? All right, what is going on in Hollywood? Well, our first story, uh, David Ayer is essentially putting any rumors to rest about the air cut um, despite the fact that he has kind of fueled the fire the last few months um, in on Twitter air has said uh, but he's deleted these that he's essentially quote-unquote done with DC he was no longer going to fight for the air cut of this of suicide squad and um, he, I was like everyone's like air cut air cut what this suicide squad the original Suicide Squad movie released in 2016. Um, he talked about all about what his Joker would be like, of course, played by Jared Leto. And um, this all started after the Snyder Cut actually got released. But, yeah. He said, when someone asked him if he was still going to petition for the Suicide Squad extended cut to be released, he said, quote, Nope, done and done, very sad. You'll be fine after a good cry. I feel healthier. It's a wound that needs to heal, unquote. But, I don't know. I would have watched it. As I've, as the years go by, I don't like that movie. More and more, I do not like it. When I initially saw it, I didn't hate it. But, the James Gunn movie is so much better. Uh, hopping over to the other side, uh, to Marvel, Steven Yoon. Uh, has apologized for essentially quitting the Thunderbolts movie after being announced for it. Um, speaking to Variety, he said, quote, I think for me, time passing and things shifting kind of pulled me out of it. But Jake, I know, is going to do an incredible job giving fans hope. Uh, he also said, quote, I want to do a Marvel movie. So, unquote. So, again, it was due to the strikes that uh, he had to step away from being in the Thunderbolts. Um, but hopefully he gets cast somewhere along the lines in another MCU role. Uh, the Rock is kind of having a, uh, questioning his career a bit, it seems like. And, um, in speaking with different outlets in regards to his upcoming A24 film, um, that's being directed by Benny Safdie, The Smashing Machine, um, he will play MMA champion Mark Kerr. But uh, The Rock, speaking to Variety, said, quote, I'm at a point in my career where I, I want to push myself in ways that I've not pushed myself in the past. I'm at a point in my career where I want to make films that matter, that explore hum humanity and explore sh struggle and pain. 
I want to be clear not to say that this is an abandonment of big four-quadrant movies. I love making them, and there's a tremendous value and importance in them, but there's a time and place for them. I'm at this point in my career where I want more, and I don't mean I want more box office. I mean I want more humanity, and that is why Benny Safdie is the perfect collaborative hungry partner for me, unquote. So I like hearing this from The Rock. It, it shows that he does want to, uh, no pun intended, flex his acting chops, flex his acting muscles. Um, we'll see if he can pull it off, though. I mean, the biggest criticism against The Rock is he always just plays The Rock <laughs> in all his movies. So we'll see. So with the release of Echo on Disney Plus and Hulu yesterday, we've now learned that the... Netflix shows are canon again in the MCU. Their canonosity has been up in the air as of late. Uh, a new Marvel executive, at least, first cleared the way with um, MCU executive producer Brad Win- Winden- Winderbaum, who, cons- who was essentially considering that the Daredevil show was canon. Um considering it has so many ties to Echo, has so many ties to that show and Hawkeye. But um, Winderbaum said, quote, I can say that up until this point, we've been a little bit cagey about what's sacred timeline, what's not sacred timeline. Sacred time, um, that was born of, frankly, a period at the studio where we were like, we have to stick the landing with the vendors. It was another part of the company developing the Netflix stuff. We were aware of what they were doing. They were aware of what we were doing, but there was a there was not there was a lot of a lot to balance anyway. Um, but now that some time has passed, now that we see actually how well integrated the stories are, I think that I personally, Brad Winderbaum, would be confident in saying that it is part of the sacred timeline. Unquote. Um, so, there you go. Thirty nine more hours being added. <laughs> Uh, to the MCU offering. That's uh, that's a lot there. So, but following that, they were then all added to the official timeline on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Mar- Marvel's Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, and Defender Saga has been added to the official MCU timeline on Disney+. Plus. Um, essentially extending the canon to another 161 hours. So it wasn't just Daredevil, now it's everything. So that's Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, and The Punisher. Which is crazy. Um, that's all considered canon now. Which is interesting. Um, I'm fine with it because I've watched most of those anyway. Um... James Gunn wants Margot Robbie to stay in DC movies, whether it be Harley Quinn or another character. So, we already talked about what Har- uh, what Margot Robbie said. We talked about that last week. Um, Gunn said on threads, after someone asked, saying, quote, love to work with her again. I haven't talked to Margot about Harley for a long time, but I'd love to work with her again as Harley or as someone else. There are no plans at this time for anyone else to play Harley. I mean, other than in... Uh, Joker, Folia, Do, or the animated shows, unquote. So, that's a good thing. Hopefully, Margot will come back. Uh, Seth MacFarlane was being interviewed and asked about his show, The Orville. 
And um, speaking to the rap, uh, he was he was quoted as saying, quote, All I can tell you is that there's no official death certificate for the Orville. It is still with us. I can't go any further than that at the moment. There are too many factors, unquote. There are conversations still being held, I guess. I'd be very, very excited uh, if the Orville got a fourth season. I would love it. Uh, the Marvels has ended its theatrical run and will now be the least lowest grossing Marvel Studios movie at $205 million. Wow. Um, that's sad. That was actually a good movie. I know I've, I've talked about it with you guys, but people are calling... You know, Aquaman 2, the worst movie ever made, and it's made it's made more almost double of the Marvels. So I uh I'm I'm inter I'm in, it's interesting here. So I'll just say this. So Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has made $101 million domestically, $236 million internationally for a grand total of 338 million dollars the marvels on the other hand like i said uh only made 205 million dollars and that's worldwide i think oh geez we're we're going down here um i'm looking at box office mojo i'm sure it's higher than napoleon please tell me it's the Marvel, wow, ooh, rough. $84 million domestic, $121 million internationally. And uh, I know their Metacritic ratings are going to be completely different. Let's take a look. The Marvels on Metacritic is 50 for Metascore, 3.8 for user. Jesus, that's lower than I... Um, expected. Let's see what Aquaman is. Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, 42 Metascore, 4.0 user. So, again, not, <laughs> not much better. Which, I'm still very confused by all this now. Let's check Rotten, right? The Marvels on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 62% critic, 83% audience. And let's look at Aquaman. Alrighty. I know it's not uh, the the highest either. Aquaman, thir 35% critic. <laughs> and 81% user. So, again, very, very confused by all these things. Um, Gerard Butler has joined... The how you, uh, how how to train your dragon, um, live action film. Uh, he will be playing Stoic. Is it Stoic, the character he voiced in the original animated film? So there will be some continuity between them. Uh, Emma Stone has up given updates on Cruella two. Looks like that movie's kind of in development hell, where it belongs. Uh, the Last of Us has won eight Emmys at the first night 
during the 75th Creative Arts Emmy Awards. Uh, Weird Al also won one. But uh, won eight times for Outstanding Guest Actress, Guest Actor, Picture Editing, Main Title Design. Wow, they give Emmys for Main Title Design. Prosthetic Makeup, Sound Editing, Sound Mixing, and Visual Effects. Why wouldn't they do Guest Actor on the main show? I, I don't know. Um, the Bear, uh, Wednesday, and The White Lotus all impressed by securing a three-way tie for second place with four wins each. Um, let's take that and go into our next thing, and that was all the winners at the Golden Globes on Sunday. I personally like Joe Coy's monologue. Joe, Joe Coy did a great job hosting. A lot of people are dragging him for jokes that were actually funny. I think people are just a little uppity as of late. But here are all the winners. So for Best Motion Picture Drama, no surprise here. Um, Oppenheimer won. I mean, that was kind of expected. For Best Performance by a Female Actor in a Motion Picture Drama, it was Lily Gladstone for um, Killers of the Flower Moon. She is the first Native American actress to win the award. Or a major award, for that matter. Um, for best performance by a male actor in a motion picture drama, that went to Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer. No surprise there. Best motion picture musical or comedy actually went to Poor Things, uh, the movie starring Emma Stone, uh, which Emma Stone actually won for best performance by a female actor in motion picture musical or comedy. Best performance by a male actor in motion picture, musical, or comedy was Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers. Best motion picture animated was The Boy and the Heron, uh, the Miyazaki film. Best motion picture non-English language was Anatomy of a Fall. Cinematic and box office achievement, so the, the new award for like best, best movie that did well, uh, was Barbie, no surprise there. Best performance by a female actor in a supporting role, Divine Joy Randolph in The Holdovers. Uh, best performance by a male actor in a supporting role in any motion picture, Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. Best director, Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer. Best screenplay, Anatomy of a Fall. Best original score, Oppenheimer. Best original song, What Was I Made For, Barbie. Best performance by female actor in a television series drama was Sarah Snook for Succession. She plays Shiv. Best performance by a male actor in a television series drama, Kieran Culkin for Succession. Best television series musical or comedy, The Bear. Um, best television series drama, Succession. No surprise. One of the best shows ever written. Uh, best television series musical or comedy, The Bear, like I said. Best performance by a female actor in a musical or comedy, Ayo Edebury, The Bear. Best performance by a male actor in a television series musical or comedy, Jeremy Allen White, The Bear. The Bear is a great show. If you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. Best television limited series anthology or motion picture made for television was Beef. Uh, best performance by a female actor in that category, Ali Wong, Beef. Best performance by a male actor in that category, Steven Yun, Beef. Um, best performance by a female actor in a supporting role was Elizabeth Debicki, The Crown. Best performance by a male actor in a supporting role on television, Matthew McFadden, Succession. Tom Wamsgams, baby. 
Best Performance in Stand-Up Comedy, another new category. Ricky Gervais for Ricky Gervais Armageddon. There you go. Those are all your Golden Globe winners. Uh, Wonka has won the first weekend of 2024, uh, pulling in $14.4 million, now sitting at a global total of $465 million. Uh, Stranger Things has entered production officially for season five. I thought they started before the strike. I guess not. So they've officially entered production. Uh, Ryan Reynolds won a Emmy for Welcome to Wrexham, his documentary show, and he accepted the award dressed as Deadpool. If you guys want to check that out. Uh, Martin Scorsese has announced his next film will be his shortest at only 80 minutes. And it will be about Jesus. It's the second movie he's made about Jesus. Uh, in huge Star Wars news, Star Wars and Luke or Lucasfilm has announced the Mandalorian and Grogu film uh, will be directed by Jon Favreau. It will tell the story of Din Djarin and Grogu, of course, their continuing adventure. This movie was not previously known about. Um... And uh, it, it caused a lot of people to think that season four of The Mandalorian would not happen. Uh, it looks like season four will still happen, even with the movie happening in between. That movie will begin production this year. Also buried in their little announcement, Ahsoka was renewed for season two. So yes, we are getting a season two of Ahsoka uh, from Dave Filoni. So, huge Star Wars news. This is on top of the film being done by James Mangold about the original Jedi, or the start of the Jedi Order, uh, the Charmaine Obeyed, I don't know, I don't think I'm saying her name properly, the Ray movie, and of course Dave Filoni is still making his quote-unquote Heir to the Empire movie. So, not much is known about this movie other than the fact that I think it will star Pedro Pascal as Din Djarin still. As the Mandalorian. But uh, hell baby. I'll take it. It sucks that John Carlo's character is dead. And he can't really be the main bad guy for the movie. But more Star Wars is is cool with me. Uh, the Last of Us has cast its Abby and Jesse for season two. People are not happy as always. Tom Cruise has announced he has signed a new partnership uh, deal with Warner Brothers. That means his deal with Paramount has concluded, meaning the next you know, Mission Impossible movie may be the last. Um, he has signed a deal with the company to produce original films starring himself. That uh, it is a new strategic partnership. They released a statement saying, quote, We are thrilled to be working with Tom, an absolute legend in the film industry. Our vision from day one has been to rebuild this iconic studio to the heights of its glory days. And in fact, when we first sat down with David Zaslav to talk about joining the Warner Brothers Discovery team, he said to us, We are on a mission to bring Warner Brothers back. We have the best resources, storytelling IP, and talent in the business, and we need to bring Tom Cruise back to Warner Brothers. Unquote. Um... Cruz put out a statement saying, quote, I have great respect and admiration for David, Pam, Mike, and the entire team at Warner Brothers Discovery and their commitment to movies, movie fans, and the theatrical experience. 
I look forward to making great movies together. Unquote. So this new deal will um, give him a new office on the uh, Warner Brothers lot and will uh, include franchises and other things. Uh, but Tom Cruise is leaving Paramount for Warner Brothers. Several movies have had their release dates shifted. Ghostbusters Frozen Empire will move up a week to March 22nd. Godzilla vs. and Godzilla X Kong the New Empire will move up several weeks to March 29th. So now it will be releasing in March. Uh, HBO Max has canceled Our Flag Means Death after two seasons, the Taika Waititi backed pirate show. Uh, Wednesday will be getting a physical re release, one of the few Netflix properties to do so. Um, we finally learned why the uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss aren't making a Star Wars movie anymore. Uh, and they were going to make a movie about the first Jedi. It looks like Lucasfilm didn't like their idea. Uh, we're getting a Bob... A Bob. The Blob remake once again. Uh, Hellraiser reboot director David Bruckner will uh, be directing the new remake. And uh, will write and direct this for Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, this was reported by The Wrap. And uh, we don't know a whole lot about it other than it being a, you know, remake of uh, The Blob and its sequels. I always liked The Blob. Uh, we've also learned that several Star Trek films are now in development. Um, it looks like this new one will be helmed by Toby Haynes, known for directing several episodes of Star Wars Andor. And um, Bad Robot will produce the new film. Seth Graham Smith will be the writer. Uh, it will take place decades before the original 2009 reboot, meaning it will more than likely take place in the prime timeline. Um, some people speculate it could be during the Enterprise era. So, if this takes place decades before the 2009 reboot, quote-unquote, um, like I said, that means it should take place within the prime timeline before the timeline split to the Kelvin Universe and the Prime Universe. Um, the Kelvin Universe essentially is where Star Trek 2009, Star Trek Into Darkness, and Star Trek Beyond take place. The Prime Universe, of course, is where Star Trek Enterprise, the original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Discovery, Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, Picard, all those take place within the Prime Universe. Not the mirror universe, the prime universe. Um, I guess Star Trek Four is still also in current active development, which will be the final film in the Kelvin Universe timeline. So, no Star Trek movie has been made since 2016's Star Trek Beyond. I'll take more Trek. Um... Paul Thomas Anderson has announced his next film, and it will star Leonardo DiCaprio and Sean Penn, if you're excited for that. Uh, and then, final bit of TV news. This is hilarious. David Lynch's script 
for Dune 2 has been found. Um, it was a half-written script for a sequel. Uh, he revealed this in Wired this week. That um, even though people didn't like the first movie, I guess the plan was for him to make two. The script... Um, the script has been lost, essentially, up until June of July of last year, that uh, the it was found by the writer of uh, uh, David Lynch's like biography, uh, Max Every, author of a masterpiece in disarray, David Lynch's Dune and Oral History, has found the script. And it was in the Frank Herbert's archives at California State University Fullerton, of all places. Um, that's crazy. Uh, it I, apparently David Lynch had found a way to quote tell the complex story of Herbert's 1969 novel Dune Messiah, easily the least cinematic book in the series. Unquote. Um, Every even said. Quote, it may ring of sacrilege to some, but Lynch's Dune 2 would have bested Herbert's book and been one hell of a movie, unquote. He doesn't say how or what Lynch did to do this, but um, that's crazy. They're still stuck in the Fullerton archives. That is it for movie news for today. Uh, before you go, though, I do want to give you guys my top 10 movies for movies released in 1991 my favorite my favorite my birth year so stick around we'll be right back Alright, so, top 10 movies of 1991. I don't think you guys are going to see any of this coming. Uh, some of these movies we've talked before about, uh, some of these movies have not been done yet. Um, I'm still working out my, my 90s list because I've seen so many 90s movies and it's hard to, when you have a list of movies that's like 50 deep, it's hard to narrow it down to 10. It really is. Um, because a lot of them are so good. I'm going to have to do it, though. Uh, but number 10, Nothing But Trouble. Film starring Chevy Chase, Demi Moore, Dan Aykroyd. Um, I, it's, it, it's, it's a fun movie. Not a great movie by any stretch. Uh, it's literally got a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> uh, you can watch it if you have YouTube TV. Uh, essentially tells the, the story of a few characters that get caught speeding and then they're brought to this crazy wild judge. John Candy's in it too. Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 it, it's such a strange movie, but you, you need to watch it. It's so hard to explain. Uh, at number nine is L.A. Story, the rom-com starring Steve Martin, a weatherman who goes to get advice from a freeway uh, traffic sign. Love this movie. It's a fun, great movie. Very lighthearted. It's a good rom-com. And number eight, one of the first, not first, sorry, one of the 
more outlandish spoof movies. Uh, Hot Shots, starring Charlie Sheen, of course. Uh, Martin Sheen has a small cameo in it. It's a really funny piece if you haven't seen it. Uh, Lloyd Bridges. Just all around, Hot Shots is fun. It, it makes fun of Rambo and other like crazy war movies in what the style of spoof movies, you know, um, like Scary Movie, Airplane. It, it's in that vein. Uh, and Hot Shots does it very well and very funnily, especially considering Charlie Sheen was in Platoon and then he plays a similar character in Hot Shots. Makes more fun of Rambo, realistically, though. Um, but that movie's ridiculous. It's, it's fun. It's, it's funny and fun. At number seven, The Addams Family. Of course, one of the best film versions of The Addams Family is the 1991 classic starring Raul Julia, Angelica Houston, and Christopher Lloyd uh, as the titular Adams family I there's really I don't need to say more because the movie's that good uh number six Spielberg's classic hook telling the story of Peter Pan uh coming back to Neverland as an adult um, after the passing of Wendy and uh or no she's really sick I don't think she died yet um but Robin Williams is amazing as as an old Peter of course, uh, Dustin Hoffman playing Hook is amazing. This movie is so fun, so energetic, and it gives a different take on the Peter Pan story. Number five, uh, my top five are movies that I watch, I've seen a lot, and movies I very much enjoy. Uh, number five is City Slickers, the great film starring Billy Crystal, uh, Bruno Kirby, and... Oh, man, what's his name? David Stern, yes. Uh, three guys from New York who decide to go out on a trip uh, to a dude ranch and uh, herd some cattle for a week, and it's it's so funny. If you've never seen City Slickers, I, I very much urge you guys to check it out. It is a very, very fun movie, and it's a great Billy Crystal film. At number four, A Tale as Old as Time, Beauty and the Beast. 1991's Disney classic, Disney's ultimate animated film, Beauty and the Beast, right? Like I said, tale as old as time. What to say the least? I don't remember the words. Da-da-da-da-da. Beauty and the Beast. I love this movie. I think I watched it a lot as a kid. Not my favorite Disney movie, but the Beauty, Beauty and the Beast is a solid, solid Disney movie. Part of the Disney renaissance. At number three, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Wild Stallions. I love Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. We talked about this a lot when we did 90s teen films. Uh, while it isn't as good as the first one, uh, it is still a solid, solid movie. At number two, The Terminator 2. I mean, in what world is Terminator 2 not the best movie in the franchise, right? You got the T-800, the T-1000, Robert Patrick playing one of the best cops and villains on television, melting 
I mean, this is like, come come with me if you want to live. I, it, it Like, Terminator 2 is so good. Like I said, it is the best movie in the franchise, hands down. Terminator 2 is just a solid action movie. And it would set the stage for what the 90s action movies would be. Uh, almost as a counter to 80s action movies. Um, but kind of a uh, in between, realistically, um, as it it straddled both decades. Uh, and then number one, the movie I've probably watched the most on this list, legitimately the most I've watched on this list, and one of the best films in this franchise, Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country. Uh, this would be the last film in the original series timeline, uh, or original series era of films. Essentially, the last one to star all of the original series cast in a movie, as only a few of them would return in Generations, which is technically the first next-gen movie. But Undiscovered Country tells the story of, uh, you know, the Federation finally making peace with the Klingon Empire. Uh, Kirk and McCoy get arrested and thrown in prison. Don't wait for the translation. Uh, Christopher Plummer plays a great Klingon general out to get uh, Kirk. It, it just overall is a great, great Star Trek movie. If you want to watch a Star Trek movie, oh, you know, I said it's one of the best. Realistically, this sits up there with, you know, Wrath of Khan. It, it, it's... Neck and neck, realistically. Yes, Wrath of Khan is that good. Undiscovered Country is that good as well. It, it is a very slim margin between those two. If you want to show someone Star Trek movies and say why they're good, you show them Wrath of Khan, you show them The Undiscovered Country, and you show them First Contact. Because all of them are that good. So, just to reiterate, number 10, Nothing But Trouble. 9, L.A. Story, 8, Hot Shots, 7, The Addams Family, 6, Hook, 5, City Slickers, 4, Beauty and the Beast, 3, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, 2, Terminator 2, 1, Star Trek, The Undiscovered Country. Those are my top 10 films released in my birth year, 1991. That is it for Nixner News this week. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget nixnernews.com. Follow us on social media. Give us a follow on your podcast platform of choice, including YouTube and Spotify. Catch you guys on the flip side.